This is The Dr. Duke Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Dr. Duke Show. I am Dr. Duke, as usual, and I am joined by one of my favorite guests, Vicki McKenna. Vicki, Vicki, actually, thank you for joining us today. And I don't know why I said almost. You are my favorite guest, so thanks for being here. (laughs) It's always good to be the favorite. Yes, amen. And so we've got some stories here, and I I like to preface it this way. So the left, nothing aggravates the progressive left more than being called groomers. And yet, when you look at how, from the federal government all the way to Hollywood, what the left is doing vis-a-vis sex trafficking, it supports the claim that they are soft on sex, uh, sex trafficking, they don't really want to fight it, and that actually the sexualization of children is fine with them, uh, even if it's kidnapping. Take, let's start with the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice at the United States of America has downplayed sex trafficking, believe it or not. Take a look at what uh, the, they've removed. This is the, the policy from the DOJ on sex trafficking, and then go to the next slide. These three essential areas of sex trafficking were literally downplayed by the DOJ last week. International sex trafficking to, of minors, child victims of prostitution, and domestic sex trafficking of minors. All of these things were deemed by the DOJ less of a priority in order to fight white domestic terrorism in the United States. Which doesn't exist. Uh, And in fact, Michael Schellenberger has got some posts on that today, in fact, about domestic violence extremism motivated by white supremacy not existing. But you know what does exist? And that's child sex trafficking. This is what the DOJ used to say about sex trafficking. After cultivating a relationship with a child and engendering a false sense of trust, the trafficker will begin engaging the child in prostitution and use physical, emotional, and psychological abuse to keep the child trapped in a life of prostitution. It's common for traffickers to isolate victims by moving them away from friends, family, altering their physical appearances, or continuously moving them to new locations. Victims are heavily conditioned to remain loyal to the trafficker and distrust law enforcement. We had a a whistleblower at the United States uh, Department of Homeland Security, Tara Lynn Rodas, I believe is her name. She was with the inspector general's office. She uncovered the information that the United States was placing unaccompanied minors crossing the southern border illegally, paid for by cartels in, in homes and houses that were run by cartel traffickers. They were then distributed throughout the United States, either as forced labor or as forced sex slavery. That was uncovered only last year. And I bet most people have heard nearly nothing about it. Um, Ms. Rodas just testified uh, before a committee. I believe it was the Weaponization of Government Committee. She unleashed, shared with everyone that information and Not long after that, the Department of Justice took child sex trafficking off the DOJ website as an area of concern. Now, think about that. We are we are actually in in a very real way sex trafficking of minor children and labor slave labor trafficking of minor children, brown children. I might point out, and the DOJ instead of wanting to stop it, simply takes it off their website as an area of concern. Yeah, let's not ignore the 800-pound queer elephant in the refrigerator, right? The idea that, well, what is the reason that we've got two more stories and a clip we're going to show you that all make this same point, uh, that 
really, this is grooming. This You are abetting the sex trade in yes, gl- the global. Yes, definitionally. Absolutely. But again, the, what's the reason for this? There's only one reason, that they do not want to run afoul of the LGBTQ, particularly the T in the LGBTQ, which is already uh, mainstreaming pedophilia in public schools. Yeah, and don't call them groomers. In fact, I would strongly recommend you call them groomers. It's about the one thing that absolutely drives them into fits of frenzy they cannot they cannot respond to. So absolutely call them groomers because that is what this is. When you are essentially, um, as Milwaukee is now considering doing Madison and Dane County and Wisconsin have already done, passed resolutions that protect, quote, protect children from law enforcement and and deceive their parents if those children want to escape to adults to help them transition their gender. I mean, you are teeing up essentially what amounts to a lawless pedophile playground when you do that. But that's not stopping the Democratic Party establishment from endorsing this idea. Here's another way to look at it. If you have an opportunity to stop it, a brand new opportunity to stop it, you are seeing Democrats steadfastly refuse to do that. It just happened in the state of California, uh, a bill that was put forward that would have made Sex trafficking of minor children, uh, what's called a strikeable offense, so it would qualify under the California three strikes law. They they killed the bill. California Democrats killed the bill. Here in Wisconsin, in Rock County, Rock County, the County Board of Supervisors had an opportunity to pass a resolution that would have allowed the sheriff to spend extra resources and call on the sheriff to dedicate assistance to stopping child sex trafficking. Rock County being a border county with the state of Illinois, very near Rockford, very near Chicago. Uh, and, and they refused. The Democratic-dominated Board of Supervisors in Rock County, Wisconsin, refused to pass a resolution empowering the sheriff. So it's not even just, well, we've got other areas of concern, which maybe the DOJ will try to make an excuse about. It is actively fighting legislation and and resources and dedication of resources that would permit law enforcement to fight back against child sex slavery Everyone should ask the question why. You know, the, we keep hearing about, we ha- and this is the Republicans, on the Republicans as much or more than the Democrats, that we have to open our borders because we need workers to do the work that Americans won't do. I guess prostitution of young children and right. sex trafficking is one of those issues now that Americans just can't do on their own. We need to import sex slaves from Central and this South is amazing. America. The, the idea that, by the way, in most of the slaves... All the slaves are are Hispanic girls, are black girls or boys. They're children of color. And this is a country that likes to wallow and never, ever, ever let go of the, the historical sin of slavery. This is modern slavery. Nobody can escape this on their own. These these kids are, are required to pay off cartels and once their debt is paid, they are not permitted to leave. I listened to the testimony of a woman uh, who was giving testimony for the California, the piece of California legislation, who described being raped up to 30 times a day for years. She estimated that the number of times she was raped probably was close to 30,000. And the California Democrats, she was black, and the California Democrats refused to pass that bill out of committee. The, I, you, you, I don't know what to say about this, except the Democratic Party obviously is on the side of the pimps, the pedophiles, and the slavers. What else can explain this? 
Can you have imagined in a million years that the progressive left would treat black and brown skin victims of sex trafficking and forced prostitution, treat, treat them exactly the same as they treat black and Hispanic conservatives, that every yeah. every, every rule is thrown out. You, you could treat them like racist idiots. I mean, it's, it is absolutely shocking, but this, you and I have been saying this for years. The, the core contradiction of, of progressivism is the more it claims to care about you, the more it really despises you. And this is true across the board. And before we uh, transition into the next story, which we'll do in a moment, just wanna throw one more thing out here that, uh, Go back, Mike, and show those three parts of the of the, the law, the DOJ. These three, these were actually put in here by the Trump administration. And so Trump put these in. He made uh, sex trafficking, fighting it, a major priority for the DOJ. And I bet you that's another reason why uh, the progressives got rid of it, because it had his finger t- uh, fingertips all over it. Not, uh, not, and let's n- let's not forget that was some of the information that came out of the investigation uh, surrounding the Hunter Biden laptop. And this was through um, the, uh, this was through an analysis that was done by Senator Ron Johnson's committee when he was chairman of the the uh, the committee uh, for Homeland Security and Government Affairs was that Hunter Biden engaged in sex trafficking of Eastern European women. So there's also that to consider oh, yeah. as well. My goodness, if the first son is is credibly accused of sex trafficking well then we are going to have to we're going to have to downplay the seriousness of sex trafficking and that also includes child sex trafficking you know because the groomers want it so be it we are we are deep deep in a cesspool that we may not be able to escape of culture that that i'm not sure is is we can resurrect any of the goodness of it if there is any left yeah, you're exactly right. And we're just getting started. We have started on this. We have more examples of this coming up. So still to come, the left-wing media goes berserk after Jim Caviezel's faith-based film Sound of Freedom draws a massive audience at the box office. You'll never believe how they're attacking this movie that attacks sex trafficking. Coming up. Back again with Vicki McKenna, and we are pointing out the obvious here, that the progressive left is supporting and abetting sex trafficking. They are not interesting, interested in fighting it. And one of the ways we know that, our second piece of evidence here, is the attack on the sound of freedom. This is Jim Caviezel's movie. It's all about the horrors of sex trafficking. And interestingly, it's about a federal agent who quits who his job was to help sex traffic ch- kids, quits because the government isn't fully behind him and does it on his own. Before we talk about it, let's watch the trailer. It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade and soon it's gonna pass the drug trade. Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time with a child, five to 10 times a day. God's children are not for sale. How long have you been doing this? 12 years now. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? You won't tell. You'll rescate me, it's true. You can help me encontrar my hermana. I promise. 
for homeland security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. Which means she'll disappear for good. Imagine walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed. What we do? You quit your job, and you go and rescue those kids. A serious movie about how sometimes government, including our own, gets in the way, now is being mocked, ridiculed, and lied about by major, major media organizations like The Guardian, like Rolling Stone magazine. It is amazing how insensitive and vicious they are treating this movie, which isn't really really a Christian movie. It's not really necessarily a conservative movie. It just simply takes sex trafficking seriously, and the left wants no part of it. That's true. In, in disturb- and you're right. It's not a Christian movie per se, uh, but Christian audiences are very receptive to the message. Christian audiences are supporting this film. Um, and so if Christian audiences, people who still have a sense of right and wrong, and 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 you know believe in the word of god those folks are very very you know motivated to see this film which and i have not seen it um i have everyone i know who has seen it has has said that they're just sort of devastated when they leave the the movie that the acting is phenomenal the action is incredible um that it's harrowing and horrifying so um this by the way variety uh, which is an industry publication, given an excellent review. If you go to Rotten Tomatoes, which is a, a movie review uh, website, the mainstream critics, by and large, like this movie. It is the people in the mainstream media, Rolling Stone, The Washington Post, The Guardian, uh, and some of the other, um, you know, the other political-oriented uh, publications are calling it QAnon. They're calling it, uh, a, you know, a conservative screed. This is a story of a true, a true story of a man who risked everything to save a kid he didn't know. Risked everything to do the right thing. What a horrible message in the United States right now. Risking everything to do the right thing to save a child from predatory sexuality. My goodness. But then again, this is the same media that defends, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your kids. That's just a joke and an old saying everybody knows is not serious. So, I mean, I don't even, I can't say anything except that the elites who who believe they ought to and are struggling to continue to maintain control of this culture are, are absolutely without boundaries coming for your kids. And if you're going to resist and you're going to struggle, they're coming for you as well. Um, that's the message of all of these reviews, attacking Sound of Freedom, which it, from all indications is a powerful movie that is really focusing attention on an issue people ignore, uh, that it, by all indications, this movie is making a difference and the mainstream media would like to kill off the enthusiasm to save these kids. It's diabolical. Rolling Stone magazine actually called the movie, quote, a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. Helping trans, uh, sexually trafficked kids is like an earworm for deluded, backward, conservative men. This is where this comes from. And notice notice what the Rolling Stone- how old is the how old is the author who wrote it? Is it some Gen Zer? In which case, we ought to really, really worry about the younger generation. Or is it somebody who's been around the block, 
who has seen stories. And by the way, not long ago, the New York Times did an extensive investigative piece that actually talked about Tara Lynn Rodas from the Department of Homeland Security and the information that she shared. They and they shared harrowing stories. I guess it's no longer it's no longer okay for the New York Times to talk about this. But it was what a year ago when the newspaper published an investigative report on this, and now it's it's as if it never happened because Jim Cavazil made a movie about sex trafficking? What the hell? Yeah, and the New York, you, to your point, the New York Times will not even mention or even review the Moody movie. The, the L.A. Times, too, major, other major outlets, progressive newspapers, won't even look at it. They don't even want to mention it. They figured it out. When Caviezel made a billion dollars for Mel Gibson in The Passion of the Christ, when no Hollywood studio would take it, right, they knew that by giving it bad reviews would just turn out more conservative voters. So outlets like the New York Times are just completely ignoring, ignoring it, it altogether so, and hoping that it'll go away. And let's not forget Disney, which is the groomiest of the groomy big companies out there because it caters almost especially to children. Disney owned this movie for five years and refused, refused to release it, Vicky. Unbelievable. For five years, they sat on a movie. From what I understand, Duke, and I think um, you understand it the same as well, this was a completed movie that yes. they did not distribute. They sat on a completed movie for five years until they finally sold it to Angel Studios. I want to point something out if people are not already um, familiar with this. This is, it, at least as of the last time I saw an article talking about this, or two or three days ago, the number one movie in the country. Right. They just added another 450 theaters. They have over 225 uh, corporate chains that are distributing this movie, um, you know, le- anchored by AMC and Marcus Cinemas. So big, big theater uh, uh, corporations are showing this movie. They're adding, they're adding screenings. Um, and at the, by the way, at the same time this is happening, we're hearing reports here and there of individual employees at some of these theaters trying to uh, ruin the experience of people seeing the film by turning off the air conditioning, flipping the lights on and off. But for the most part, corporate theater chains have been supportive of this movie, and it is making money. They have already made $40 million and counting. There are thousands and thousands of free tickets available because a lot of people bought tickets to pay it forward. So you can actually go on Fandango, I think, and claim a free ticket for this movie. People are very passionate about it. And, you know, so to dispatch the, you know, the trolls to try to talk down a movie that could maybe motivate churches and and youth groups and governments to ban and law enforcement to band together to finally do something to end child trafficking. Think about what they actually are trying to get in the way of enthusiasm to take an intractable problem seriously, maybe for the very first time and save kids. As we sit here right now, it's made $54 million as we sit here right now. And we've got yet another story that's going to demonstrate. And you had said before, I want to foreground what you said. Yeah, we should call them groomers, but I, I'm not sure that's significant enough. What, these people are are participating in sex trafficking they are by abetting it they are apologizing for it they are taking aim at movies and legislation that seeks to stop it these people are participating in sex trafficking take a look at california for our next story right you have the california assembly blocks a bill that would have made sex trafficking minor children a felony 
Then the, the first thing that pops into your mind, how is it not a felony, a serious felony to begin with? Trafficking minors for sex. This passed the, this passed the Senate, the state Senate of California almost unanimously, and yet the assembly blocked it overwhelmingly remarkable. This is H, uh, HB 14 is the bill. And it noted that California consistent, consistently ranks number one in the nation in the number of human trafficking cases reported to the National Human Trafficking Hotline. And human trafficking is among the world's fastest growing criminal enterprises and is estimated to, a, to be a $150 billion yearly global industry. This is what California refuses to make a felony. And Gavin Newsom, who'd like to imagine that he could run for president uh, as governor of California, um, you know, is is attempting to uh, sidestep the Democrats' complicity and culpability in, in trying to kill off this bill and is asking Democrats to, to reconsider it um, because of the embarrassment, because here's the deal. Uh, 80% of all people believe that child human trafficking is a major, major problem in the United States. Nearly everyone, although there are 5.7% of people who don't want to do anything about it, nearly everyone thinks additional law enforcement resources need to be dedicated to this. Um, but even 69% of Democrats want to see additional resources dedicated to putting child human sex traffickers behind bars. And when I'm sure when Gavin Newsom saw that poll and saw what his Democratic uh, legislature just did, uh, attempted to put the, um, you know, the, the spin machine in motion to try to save his keister on having to bear responsibility for killing this bill. Um, but it, it may come back. It may ultimately survive. The, if it does, it will be this movie. It will be a movie. It will be a bunch of Christians motivated by a movie that will have saved that piece of legislation. And I would argue, I would guess um, that if it's not California as number one state for human trafficking in the United States, it's number two. Um, I, maybe New York beats it, but otherwise California is number one ground zero for human sex trafficking. It is definitely true that California demonstrably that is number one for this. And you made another point that I think has to be reiterated. Uh, Newsom is involving himself in this because he wants to be president. What, how do yes. we know he's running for president? Because if he were just going to stay the governor of California, he would not be fighting to get this bill passed. He is doing it because he knows most state, states that aren't California, particularly ones with Republican governors, they are, this is a serious issue, even if his state won't take it. And we We've got to at least, Vicky, we've got to try to end with a little humor in this. There's no there's no humor in, about this topic. But I yeah. want to call up and at mom and dad, if you if for the last minute here, indulge us. So I want to show you a clip from South Park, which is a complete sat satirical takedown of Disney when it comes to Sound of Freedom. Again, take your kids out of the room for a moment, but you really want to see this. Uh, the bad words have been blocked out, but this will give you a smile about how South Park roasts Disney for passing on this movie. Take a look. Let's be strong, guys. Hello, sir. How was your trip? What's all this I hear about Sound of Freedom being number one in the box office, huh? Uh, we'll just leave you alone. So, uh, guess we have some issues, huh? We, we, we need to talk about something. Oh boy, I just love coming down here to talk about how I did not get number one in the box office. Who the f is Angel Studios? Do I own them? No, Mr. Mouse. Maybe we should have made some original content. 
Do we have a problem? No, sir. No, Mr. Mouse. No, Mr. Mouse. Good. I thought we had a problem. Now give everyone a $5 discount to Geriatric Jones and go make me some money. Geriatric Jones. I'll give you the last word, Vicky. <laughs> Geriatric Jones. Yeah, Sound of Freedom beat the Indiana Jones reboot, unsurprisingly, though. But the Indiana Jones reboot, I forget how much they said it cost. It's never going to make the money back of the amount of money they put in to make it. Sound of Freedom, I think, cost something like $14 million. And you just quoted, not long ago, $54 million. They're every Every additional ticket purchase now is profit. Uh, and as I understand, some of those profits are going to assist in, in trying to help some kids. So um, South Park, FTW, as always, as Mickey, usual. Mickey Mouse pulping Bob Iger is worth the, is worth the whole segment. And that's going to wrap up the show. If you have any questions, comments, or want to support the show, simply visit drdukeshow.com. For all of us at The Dr. Duke Show and for Vicki McKenna, thanks, and we will see you next time. 